Hi, welcome to Red Dice Diaries RPG podcast with John and Hannah. Hello. And today we're talking about what to do when your players mess up your plans. Okay, so Hannah, you want us to talk about this topic today, this one you've chosen. Where do you think we should start off? It's something that happens a lot. No matter how good you are at planning your game, you end up with the players going a completely different direction. Yeah. They pick up on some like tiny throwaway detail that you chucked in and they want to like chase it down and hound it for two hours. And yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Or you put in an NPC that's like important to your story and they murder them outright without even speaking to them. Okay. So you are very, very, very good at coping with this. You don't bat an eyelid when it happens. I should point out to anyone listening, I have not paid my wife to say this. <laughs> I suck at it. I don't think that's fair to speak. I mean, everyone's got different ways of dealing with it. What I will normally do is find a way to put a break in. Be okay. it just say, right, 10 minute bathroom break, or flat out say to my players, oh, I completely wasn't expecting you to do this. I'm going to cut the session here. We'll pick up next week when I've had a chance to plan for it. Now, I personally think that's a very valid approach because I think players, like anyone in life, they they appreciate honesty. So I think if you sort of like half-arsedly try and throw something together, that they'll realise that if, if you're not prepared or you're not comfortable with just improv and stuff. So I think saying to them, just honestly, out and out, oh, look, I wasn't really expecting that. Let's have a little bathroom break or whatever. Or if you've been running for a long time, let's cut the session here and that'll give me time to prepare for it. I think most players, when you get down to it, they'd far rather you be honest, have a little break, they can all go to the bathroom, whatever, get some drinks, come back, and they know that you've like thought about it rather than you've just like cobbled something together. So I think players do appreciate honesty. That's a perfectly valid approach, we do. Absolutely. However, I also know you're really quite good at dealing with these sort of things when they come up. So I thought I'd throw a couple of examples of things that have come up in games previously for me where something's happened and ask you how would you deal with this particular scenario. All right, if we're getting ready for the serious role-playing questions, then let me crack my drink open. Okay, hit me with them. Show me the money. So, first scenario... There's a character that you want to use for foreshadowing like a bigger plot line. Okay, yeah. Like an NPC, yeah. Yeah, you, you've thrown them into a crowd scene because mm-hmm. there's a crowd scene going on. Yeah. And then a combat's kicked off and one of the players has murdered them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've had that happen a few times. So, obviously, it's fairly easy to just drop another character in most of the time. Yeah. But if for whatever reason you can't, like, say, they're in a very small village where everyone knows everyone and there isn't another character you can drop in easily without them spotting it. Okay, I think there's a couple of ways you can deal with this, but both both of them I would insist on. Don't try and stop the player characters, like, killing that guy. Because if for whatever reason, whatever happens in the game, if the player characters go, right, we're attacking that guy and we've killed him, and then you find some way to go like, oh, no, he's actually survived, it sort of robs them of their, their agency. They, For right or wrong, whether it's a great decision or a crap decision, they've chose to do that. If you take that decision away from them, it sort of gives the impression, like for right or wrong, that their decisions don't really matter and they don't really have control. But there's two ways I can think of to deal with it. The first is 
the one that I tend to use a lot is assume when you're preparing this NPC, so you know this NPC is going to foreshadow something. I start off as I'm creating that NPC, assuming the player characters are going to kill them. <laughs> so I I might create some more NPCs from the start that can also be used for a similar means, or maybe the maybe the guy has like a, a second in command or something like that who can be used to do a similar function. So I start off assuming that the first guy I do is probably going to die without getting anything done. And then I prepare a couple of... If you prepare a couple of sort of alternatives in advance, when the player characters do go, oh, we've, we've hacked down that guy in combat, you're not on the back foot because you're like, well, I was sort of expecting that anyway. And you can wheel in your, your alternatives. Now, the... And the second way you could do it is obviously the, the player characters have killed this NPC. Mm-hmm. Depending on what the foreshadowing is going to be, I and mean, obviously I don't know the specifics here, is it possible that when they're inevitably rifling the NPC's body or something, he could have like some written material or some other clue on him that would achieve the same result? Because then you're not robbing them of the chance to kill the NPC. But when they're like searching him and they're like, oh, I found this pouch of coins, I found like his short sword. You're like, oh, what's this like, scroll I found on him? Oh, what's this journal he's been keeping? In. Oh, what's this strange like doohickey that he's got that could fulfil the same purpose? Now that's a method that also benefits from having prepped it in advance. However, if you know what the foreshadowing is, it's not difficult to like on the spur of the moment say, oh yeah, they've got like a journal or they've got a scroll or they've got a map or something like that. And if you put it in as like a clue, like a treasure map or something like that with the promise of greater rewards, nine times out of ten, the player characters will jump on it and they'll they'll actually feel that like they've got a bit of a reward and a leg up for killing this guy rather than thinking, oh shit, we've just like spoiled the GM's plot. So I hope that answers that question. So next example. Okay. Players are pulled up to a new city. Mm-hmm. Now, you've got a couple of adventures planned for this city, but okay. you've not really fleshed it out massively. Right. You give them a description, and they catch on to some tiny detail of that description <laughs> yeah. and decide that they want to investigate that and yeah. nothing else. They avoid all of the places that you'd thought of for like starting points for any of the two or three adventures you've potentially got in the city. Uh, and then they go and get drunk, and then they get annoyed because there's no plot here. Okay. Now, I, I do have an answer to that. I don't know whether you're going to like it or not, but I would just say, let it happen. Because, again, the, the players have to have control over their player characters. And there's this whole there's this whole idea that I sort of encountered online like a few years ago called the Quantum Ogre. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Explain it for and, and it's a bit like the idea of like Schrodinger's cat, you know, like when it's... It's a cat that's in a box. You don't know whether it's alive or dead until you open the box. Well, the quantum ogre is the idea that you come to a fork in a path that goes left and right in an adventure, that there's an ogre on one of those paths, but the GM puts the ogre down whatever path you choose. So if you go left, there's the ogre. You go right, there's the ogre. It doesn't matter what path you actually choose. Now, with regards to the players going to a tavern, getting drunk, just let it happen basically but if they're complaining that there's no plot around my response as a gm would be well what have you done to go out and find anything there's loads of stuff going on in this city you've just been sat in a pub for two hours what do you expect fair now the thing about a tavern is it's the easiest place in the world to introduce plot to 
you can have bar brawls break out if they just want a bit of combat you can have people come in and they can hear chat amongst the locals so i think there's lots of different ways you could feed in some of your plot you know maybe one of the locals is they ever hear some of the locals talking about a rumor about this mysterious ruined site that's like one of your dungeon crawls or maybe if there's a particular antagonist you said, maybe they hear some rumours and they find out some information. Then the, the social characters, you know, the charisma bunnies can like get their charisma on and go and find out a bit more. Or like you say, they can just get into a bit of a brawl, they can maybe do a bit of gambling, stuff to pass the time. And I think if you if you try and stop them from doing that by like trying to shove them out the door to get them into the adventure, a lot of player characters will like dig their heels in and they'll spend even more time in the tavern just because they're like, oh, don't be, don't be telling us what to do with our characters. Whereas if you're like, fine, you're in the tavern you've heard this you've played a few cards you throw a few little mini games in you let them go with that eventually they'll go all right we've had a bit of time in the tavern right let's go and see what else is going on and they'll go out or they'll hear something in the tavern and they'll be like actually do you know what the rumor of like the mysterious sunken ship's treasure off the coast sounds a lot more interesting than having another game of cards with old like one-legged pete over there so next example the player group Uh have gone and done some of your intriguey storyline okay and as far as you're concerned you laid out like a really clear villain <laughs> think i know where this is going uh, and a, a really clear like protagonist for the players to support the players don't like your protagonist and they've decided they want to go and team up with the villain okay. i'm assuming that your answer is going to be pretty much the same again which is let them do it well, sort of, but it, it's a little bit more complicated than that. Now, I would say that if the player characters are immediately looking to team up with a villain, that's more a problem with the, the tone of the game overall and the player's expectations. Now, when I, I don't know about you, but when I run a game, I sit down with my players at the start, we have a bit of a chat about what we're going to run, and we sort of set the tone for the game. So, for instance, in my Midlands game that we just started with ICRPG last night, the tone of the game is they're like an occult detective agency doing jobs for money. So they're a bit more mercenary than your standard heroes. Whereas if you say, right, we're going to run a sort of game that's got a bit of a a Lord of the Rings flavour to it, you know, you're on a quest to dispatch the Dark Lord, you're all heroes. Straight from the start, the players know they should be heroes. So then if they then go, oh, actually, you know, we want to team up with Sauron, I'll be like, I'll I'll have a word with him so out of character and say, look, we agreed on the tone of the game at the start, which is to be heroes. Obviously, teaming up with Sauron is not a heroic thing to do. Now, you can then have a frank discussion, and as we said earlier, honest is important. You can have a frank discussion with the players and say, it is the fact that you want to team up with the baddie, is that because you're maybe not enjoying the tone of the game? Is it just the fact you want to try something different? Now, if it's just one troublesome player, like being a knobhead, then that's a different matter. And like dealing with like problem players is a whole different subject that we could probably will do a, another episode on. But if it's if it's the party as a whole going, yeah, actually teaming up with the demon sounds fun, it might be because you've done too good a job as the GM in making the bad guy cool. So in a way, it's almost a compliment. Because if you've been trying to portray, portray this like evil overlord and you've made him sound so cool that the player characters are like, yeah, he sounds like the person to get behind. <laughs> then, like I say, I, I know it, I know it's a bit of an inconvenience and it can be a bit annoying, but it is a compliment because like they're liking that character so much and the way you've done them that they want to team up with them. Now, what I'd suggest is there's a couple of things you can do. You can either have a, a chat with the players and say, oh, look, it's not really appropriate for the tone of this campaign. Then you can either decide to sort of rein that in and continue with the current heroic tone or whatever was established at the start. 
but you have to have that established at the start or you can say right do we want to change the tone of the game do we want to go for like a more sort of like you guys are now the villains you're like the fallen heroes and if everyone in the group's all right with that and you're all right with it as a gm running like an evil campaign which obviously brings its own challenges yeah great go for it as long as everyone's enjoying it that's absolutely grand but like I say, if it's just one player or, you know, it's just a matter of that they, they think the NPC is really cool. If you have a talk with them about it and say, like, oh, we agreed at the start, you're going to be playing heroes. I'm sure they'll sort of come round to see that idea. Now, as for the protagonist they're supposed to team up with and not really liking him, that could just be a matter of the protagonist needs to be more unique. It needs to be more likable to the players. And that can be quite difficult because if you've got like a group of players that you've been gaming with for years, you know what sort of NPCs they're going to like. You can tailor the protagonist to like appeal to the players. Now, if you don't know that group, it can be quite difficult. But I would just, I would, again, just be honest, I would say to the players, like, um, before they meet this protagonist, I would sort of... Um, I would sort of sound, let's use your tavern scene as an example. Have a scene where there's no real threat, it's not dangerous, but they have an opportunity to socialise with lots of people. And I'd say to them, under the guise of like, oh, they're looking around at the local, I would say, oh, we're, which of the NPC sort of like townsfolk in here like catches your eye? You know, what sort of what sort of person are you paying attention to? And by asking a few questions like that, you can find out what sort of NPCs the players like. Then you can quickly sort of like add or subtract a few things to your protagonist. So if you've got like a player who's playing a paladin and he's like, oh, we're... I really, I'm, I'm looking for like, uh, I'm looking for an NPC who seems to be like quite sort of like forceful in his convictions. You know, he's a, he's taking charge. He's, he, he's sort of like, he, he's not afraid to express his opinions. You can make a quick note of that and have that for you bring that character into your protagonist. Which if you've got someone else who's like, oh yeah, I'm, a, I'm looking around to see if there's any other warriors in the room. You know, because I'm a big warrior myself. I'm a barbarian. I'm looking for someone who like knows how to handle the soldier. Right, you can jot that down, and you've now got this forceful sort of like forthright protagonist proud in their beliefs who's like probably wearing some fancy armor has like a sword maybe a few notches in their armor obviously shows that they have martial prowess and and likewise with other characteristics so you can sort of sound out your your players in advance and then leave yourself a bit of sort of wiggle room with your protagonist so that you can like flex it to meet their expectations i certainly do that when i'm running one shots and conventions because obviously there you've You've got people who you don't know at all, so you've got no idea what their sort of expectations are and what they're going to like as NPCs. But like I say, a little, little scene where you can ask a few innocuous questions and like gather some information or work wonders. So that's three examples. Yeah. And in addition to the advice you've put there, there's two things that I can suggest, which is number one, don't panic. And number two, just because the players aren't there doesn't mean the villains aren't still doing their villain stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So what I like to do is have three or four bullet points of the villain's plan as it will go if the players don't interfere. Yeah, I mean, and assume that they like will at some point, and from there the villains are going to have to respond to that anyway. Yeah, I mean that's a uh, it's a concept I've seen in like Dungeon World and other games where certainly in Dungeon World you have like your main sort of groups or your antagonists. You have like I think it's like ten bullet points, and then at the bottom like their ultimate goal, you know, like control the world or whatever. And um, at regular intervals, unless the player characters intervene, you tick down and you've sort of written the stages. So like, oh, s- step one, they start gathering their orc armies to them. So. 
if the play cards aren't doing anything like every couple of sessions you tick off one of those lists and when they do go oh we should probably deal with that bad guy you know what stage they're at and what they're doing so you can play it consistently but if they're like oh they're only like gathering gathering some like sporadic or war bands you can be like yeah but that was four months ago mm. they've been doing like other stuff since then and if they don't interfere like obviously when the play cards do interfere you can then sort of rewrite the rest of the stuff on the list because they'll affect the bad guy's plans but if they don't, you just keep ticking them off until they get to their end goal. So let's say the, the main bad guy's end goal is to take over a certain country. If the player characters are off elsewhere in a different country and they do nothing, then they get to the end. And yeah, by the time the player characters get back, the, the country might be a smouldering ruin so under the, the iron-shod boot heel of this like evil overlord. And they can be like, oh, crap, we've been away for like tw- 12 months or whatever. And they've taken over. And it also it has the benefit of making it seem like the settings carrying on without the player characters, mm-hmm. rather than sort of everything going into standby mode when the player characters aren't there to see it. So yeah, I think that's a great idea. So hopefully that's been helpful to people. Indeed. And once again, just to underline the absolute most important thing, when the players go in a tangent, don't panic. Yeah. If you need, as Hannah said at the very start, if you need to take a break, you need to pause, just be honest about it with your players. Don't panic. Mo- most players understand that if they pull out some random, like bizarre stuff, it might take a minute or two for you to get a handle on it. And they'll be fine with that because most people, yeah, there's a few idiots, but most people are just there to have a good time, socialise and enjoy their gaming. So if you're honest with them, and you say, oh, well, I just need a break to think about this, or just give me five minutes, they'll be fine with it. So we hope you've enjoyed that episode. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can leave us a voicemail message using the SpeakPipe website. There's a link in the description of this show. Or you can send us an email to rddrpgpodcast at gmail.com. Until we see you next time, take care, stay safe, and keep gaming. Bye.